This is the opener. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's gonna be alright. Go! No! Hello, welcome to the worst movie ever made an experimental movie podcast. Designed with one thing in mind to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci. And Bob Hassett, hey guys, how are you? And why are we doing the number 23? Because it is 8.41 p.m. 8 plus 4 is 12. Plus 1 is 13. We normally finish this at 10 p.m. Central Time. 13 plus 10 is 23. Bob, do you care to describe this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Not particularly, but uh, I'm ready for it. All right. Let's get a little groovy and have Bob explain the movie. So for your consideration... Here's Bob's alliteration. Okay, the alliteration for this movie is yeah. cinematic <laughs> crap, cognizant of confused computation of cardinals. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Bob. Card- they cardinal get better and better. Cardinal really. numbers. Yeah. So a, a <laughs> the story is, and I'm going to do my best, although it's not much of a story, a no. humorless and banal dog catcher married to a beautiful bakery owner uh, gets a book about the number 23 and we're to believe that he becomes obsessed with the number 23 and sees its connection to everything in his world and uh, obsessed with learning how this book's narrative is a reflection of an actual past crime, maybe? And ultimately, yeah. the number... I mean, not to be a spoiler, but the ultimately number has little to do with anything in the story. And this movie is yeah. as dumb as its premise. <laughs> I couldn't uh, have said it better myself. Honestly, Bob, I hit the nail on the head. Uh, let's see what the YouTube audience thinks of this. I'm actually really sure. curious this week. Oh, this is a fucking goldmine. The worst movie ever made presents <laughs> YouTube comments <laughs> made by people. So I have a new strategy now for, for a while now, I've been going to the paid version on YouTube because people are throwing down money to watch it, which means they're, they're, they're financially invested. I've now been sorting by most recent. So, uh, (laughs) I have a, a spread of comments from as recently as two months ago to even more recently, like seven days ago. These are people that have recently paid for this to movie. watch this and, movie. And here's what they have to say. Number one, this movie is so fucking stupid. Ha ha. He's seeing a number everywhere. So randomly decides to check out of his house and into a random sketchy dump hotel. Um, <laughs> all right. This, this, one's, this one's really good. Someone really thought this one out. This movie, t- this movie time runs at one thirty-eight oh three. It adds up to twenty-three, like the Easter eggs. And here is crazy: one plus three equals four. Four plus eight equals twelve. Then, if you just leave the one and multiply it with a two and leave the three, it would be twenty-three. Or if you one plus three equals four, then four minus eight equals negative two, and leave the three, it would be negative twenty-three. Still twenty-three more or less. LOL. Sorry, I had to comment this to get head spinning. Um, (laughs) next comment. It's funny how I'm watching this the last day of 2023, uh, laughing emoji. My battery percentage is at 79 and the last two digits of time is 56 subtract. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is not a trailer lame. So someone paid, (laughs) someone 
someone paid for a trailer information thinking they're paying for a trailer and they end up watching an entire Jim Carrey movie. All right. uh, at what at what moment in the movie do you think they realized it wasn't a trailer? Like, like 33 minutes, minutes in. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, six, six months ago. Great movie. 10 out of 10. And then here's one, two, three, four, five comments all from one person two months ago addressed to no one in particular. Here we go. Oh, shit. That's me. My bad. Dogs are commonly connected to psychopaths. Next comment. People who look for power and numbers are heading nowhere. Next comment. Jim Carrey has come a long way since Dirty Harry. Next comment. There is significance to certain numbers like check out 1979. You'll find a lot of things with that date. And there are a lot of numbers that have a lot of meaning. Next comment. I never said I wrote this book. And mind you, this, this one person speaking to nobody. Right. <laughs> He's just saying that. Maybe this movie drove him crazy. Yes. And and he's in a hotel room somewhere, a dilapidated hotel room where he's scribbling on walls and occasionally hopping onto YouTube to scribble there. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or he was arguing with somebody who since deleted their comments and it just sounds like he's an idiot. I haven't decided. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a pro move, just deleting your comments so the other person I looks do like it a moron. All the time. Um I, I always make a polarizing comment and then like you see the paragraphs rolling. I just delete the parent comment and they all wasted that much time <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> it's my favorite power move. It's it's a nice move. Uh, let's speaking of moving, let's move it to test number one, the worst of its kind. Yeah. Salami. The worst of its kind. Fourteen oh eight with uh, John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson and eighty. If you take fourteen and you add eight, you get twenty two. And if you take the it's eighty one and movie. divide it by yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's only one. But you add one movie. Yeah, holy shit! Just figured it out. Now we can think about another thing that adds up to twenty three and obsess yeah. over that in a minute. <laughs> um, Dumb and Dumber with uh, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. Again, uh, Carrey, because he's in this movie, a 68. I think that it warrants a higher score than a 68. That movie um, is fucking great. I've noticed niche comedies and action movies, if they're over 65%, it's a good movie. They're never critical darlings, but they're always fan favorites. It's always That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher, a 34, deserving. Not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Identity, Ray Liotta and Amanda Peet is 63. Yeah. That one's okay. Uh, I like. I actually like the premise. It's a little uh, ham-fisted or earthworm-fisted or whatever. What yeah. have you. Uh, phone booth with Colin Farrell and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, a 72. So okay. the average here, a 63.4. What do you think the number 23 had on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to say I got a 23. <laughs> so you said 63.4 I'll say 3.4 well, Bob is closer it got a 7 <laughs> oh Jesus I was being <laughs> okay yeah Yeah. <laughs> uh, and deserving and it's negative uh, 56.4 worst of yeah. its kind not surprisingly we'll see how that stacks up against our current season champion later for now we'll throw it to test number 2 ain't that a pitch excuse me madame may I have a little kiss please a little kiss, please. Come on. Come on. Whoop. Uh, Ain't that a pitch? Right. Who goes first? 
I went first last week. I'll, I'll go, go first. All right, you go. You go. How okay. about how about Chris Chris Bob Rob? That work or Chris Rob Chris Bob? Bob Rob? Sure. Chris Bob Rob. Sure. All right. Chris Bob Rob. A movie littered with scary stats, not one deserving of any congrats. The premise is stupid with logic excluded, but most hilarious are Jim Carrey's tribal tats. Oh, we'll be talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I that's, totally that's just solid. like didn't mention that at all in my catch-all. Okay. Yeah. I had to mention right. the travel tats. It's amazing. <laughs> and they're obviously fake. Or they were done that yeah. morning. Every yeah. morning he's banging that girl. It's a good call. Okay. There once was a Jim Carrey vehicle. While reviewing it, we'll try to be civil. Dumb digits <laughs> drove me to drink. Damn dog's disdain was distinct. The studio prioritized profits quite parasitical. Wow. All right. You are a wordsmith. I thought you were a math teacher. Mm. <laughs> uh, computer science. Oh, oh, uh, computer science. Okay. That's right. And all the time you're talking about what you're teaching the kids on the computer, too. As you're like the Chandler of the podcast, Long May He Reign. Um, <laughs> because I, for some reason, don't know what you do, even though you've told me seven times already. So I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Rob, let's start with you. Six times four minus one is 23. So it's 30 <laughs> minus seven if you like adding and subtracting with glee. Jim Carrey is bad at this, sliding beads on the abacus. So much silly math, but what does it mean? Uh, Rob. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go Rob. Four. What? Four? Okay, I agree. All right. I, I'm, I'm not go going Rob. a five because... Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go Rob five and that'll make it what four plus four plus five. That's eight plus five is 13 divided by three. I, I got 23. It's 23. Okay. Uh, a 20 Rob got a 23. Okay. I'll jot that down. Excellent work, Rob. Highest score we've had so far. This is uh Shit, test number yeah. three. Most offensive. Yeah. Oh my God. All of you got the most important thing. To be as offensive as possible. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so here we review all the uh, in poor taste moments of the movie, of which this had a few. Uh, mm -hmm. None too bad, in my opinion, I, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, starting with number five, this one is reading Raunch with your Rugrat. So here's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, his son, who's like 15 years old, right? He's yeah. like banging a girl, and dad's okay with it um, to an extent. <laughs> kids are anyway, kids, man. You know? yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, he comes into the kitchen while Jim Carrey's character, Walter, is reading uh, his book. And I, I don't remember how it is. There like a picture in the book? I don't remember. But uh, the son is like, who's that? And then Walter goes, Fabricia. And then it goes into a like a sex scene. And yeah. unless the son was completely disinterested by Fabricia or whatever her name is, yeah. um, they're reading it together. And Wouldn't it's a, a lurid sex scene indeed. Wouldn't it be funny if it, it cut from the like the, the 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 narrative scene to like just Jim Carrey sitting cross-legged on the kitchen counter, just like thumbing through the pages and reading aloud to his son? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and turning the page. Yeah, <laughs> and then she mounted me, and I wasn't sure what to do. Uh, all right, number four. 
crazy counting clogs, cross trainers, cleats, and cowboy boots. Clogs, cross trainers. Cleats and cowboy boots. Uh, I'm not sure how many pairs of cleats were in the collection. But uh, not only does uh, fingerling oh. count the the shoes, but so does Jim Carrey's character. Gets up in yeah. the middle of the night and just opens his wife's closet because he needs to know how many pairs of shoes she has. And wouldn't you know it, he's not going to tell you how many were in there. Because you already know. What is know. this, a, a Tarantino movie? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, number three. This is our first clip of the day. This is mm -hmm. Odd Smelling Smoke. Maybe you'd like to hear a story. Hmm? Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a dog who lived a life of terror. Feared no one. But although his teeth were sharp and his belly full, his heart empty he decided to go on a journey to a land far far away we came upon a wooden shack one day with a thin old man inside and he invited him in the dog was overjoyed and that night warm smoke billowed from the chimney above oh what odd smelling smoke this was. You see, the land was China. And in China, they eat dog. What the fuck? <laughs> Why the, the shot at the Chinese in the middle of this movie? Uh, I did a little yeah. research. I don't know about you guys, but uh, they do. Nope. They actually, they do eat dog in China. <laughs> I wanted to uh, dispel the myth that they do eat uh, dog yeah, in China. But like, it's it not is like rare. It's not domesticated dog either. It's not like they're like you know. It's just like one they find them in the wild, right? I hope. Is I it, hope so. I mean, I'm basing that on nothing but conjecture. But really, what's the different? Like, like, what's the difference between a farmer raising a chicken and like petting it every day and then cutting his head off one one day and eating it? It's Nothing. just we've uh, we've assigned a special meaning to a dog. I'm not, a I, of, I love dogs. Don't get me protein. wrong. Okay? It's a source of protein. At the end of the day, we're all just sources of protein. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I the, just, the further I was just weirded up by the story being told to a dog. I put that in my catch-all. I'll take it out. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the next element. Um, yeah, it, it, it. I guess it was a calming tactic until he was able yeah. to get the like thing around the the dog's neck and then he yeah. offers up his arm as a snack and gets pissed at him. I thought he was going to shoot him with like a shotgun, but it was, it turned out later to be a tranquilizer dart. So I took that out of my, yeah. my catch all. He was just going to like, I thought he was going to blow a tombstone to bits trying to kill the dog. Um, but also it, yeah, it is rare, uh, that the Chinese eat dogs. There is a festival every year though, where they, eat, they consume like a shit ton of dog. Like, it's called day. the festival of eating a fuck ton of dog. <laughs> It's so tired. Can you put that in the write up? <laughs> the festival of eating is Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, you're not going to, if you uh, visit China and you, you are walking a, a street, you're not going to find dog meat. That, you know, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what they want you to believe in this movie. I found that offensive. Um, anyway, number two, relocating remains for your reprobate romancer. 
Uh, so <laughs> I don't know why a wife would agree to move a body for a husband. Number one, if your husband's yeah. a murderer, maybe you should consider a different husband. But I especially <laughs> don't understand why your uh, husband's your your is it? I think it's her friend. I think I forget her name. I think it's her friend. Her therapist friend is also concerned about the remains and the yeah. finding of the remains and helps her remove the body. Uh, what yeah. in what fucking universe is is some therapist who's wanting to bang this guy's wife going to help him to, you know, by moving the body out of the way? That's never going to happen. Yeah. If you find out your husband killed somebody. That's the end of it. I think in ninety nine percent of cases. Maybe one yeah. out of 100 people are going to move skeletal remains for them, but they're not yeah. going to find a therapist to help them. I can only think of, like, if somebody, like, you know, murdered your child and the courts didn't see it in your favor, like, a little vigilante justice cover-up, I could see that. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. But, like, yeah. just, like, That's he, not he, mur- he was a jilted lover who, like, stabbed someone to death. So it doesn't really <laughs> yes. fit the criteria. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that brings up the point, um, Bob. You said that he's banal. Um, I thought that they would have more comedic, you know, moments for Jim Carrey to make you like him more in this movie. Mm-hmm. But really, the comedy is just super flat, and they don't even have him doing any physical bits or anything. He's just really a fucking bummer, and you hate him. Yeah. And I don't care that he's in prison. I don't care about any any aspect of the story whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and that brings me to number one. Uh, uh-huh. Burn the book, bitch. What? What? And what fucking... Why? Why would you ever... Like, if you know that's your husband's book, why, like, lure him into it? She found the book and started reading it, right? Yeah. The book that she knows he wrote? Yeah, she she knew beforehand, right? Yes! It's, it's not like It's not like she stumbled across it and then, like, all of a sudden... It's like, she was familiar with it before walking into that store. Did she just like lead such a boring suburban life that she needed to to reawaken the psychotic nonsense going on in her husband's mind to, to liven up the relationship again? (laughs) Please hold the knife to my throat. She didn't know before she bought the book for him. Did she? She did. I think right at the end. It certainly seemed so. I thought that she helped explain that he wrote it at the end when they're in the kitchen and he's like, what's the knife about? And she's like, it's for well, That's only because his name was behind the top secrets name. Yeah, maybe. It seems Even like if that's true, Bob, it, I'll though. give you that. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. She does encourage him to, she knows that he has a, a past of some kind, right? They met outside Eventually, of the yeah. fucking uh, psychiatric hospital that he just yeah. walked out of. When he bumps into her (laughs) and she's like, I don't think this obsession is too unhealthy. Keep reading. I want you to keep reading every day. Jim Carrey, every day, read it's like forcing it down his throat to the point where you're wondering what her motives are. And I, I found that extremely offensive. I can't imagine if I was walking past the psychiatric hospital and someone bumped into me that I would immediately think they were coming out of the hospital. I would. All right, fine. I don't even care where it's from. If someone, if I had a cake and someone knocked it onto the ground, I would like there. There are my shit list for the rest of my life. Especially if you took like three hours to bake it and frost it and everything. Yeah, exactly. But Bob, how does that conversation go? Oh, what were you doing there? Um, 
visiting my <laughs> cousin. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> What's your name? God. <laughs> Let, I was out. in there scribbling on the walls, the number 23 over and over again for seven years. And cutting well, my palm with a nice large piece you. of glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's all I've got. You guys want to mention anything else that you found offensive in this movie? Man, I, I did. Mostly catch all. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. Uh, when he's walking through the Chinese restaurant, the guy's muttering to him in Chinese, and he says, "Sounds delicious. Can I get it to go?" Oh my as god! If every as if everything a Chinese man is telling him has to do with Chinese food. All right. I think that was offensive. <laughs> Who wrote this? That is offensive. What do you think he was cooking? Okay, nine. <laughs> I think whoever wrote this movie uh, once got pee pee in their coke, and then they had to. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know the rhyme. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, let's throw it to Rob's ad read. Sure. Go down to Marie Callender's. Get me a big bowl of pie, some ice cream on it. Mmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Sure. Rob's ad read. So this is actually a branded tie-in that our producer sent us. You know how, like, you know, E.T.'s got Reese's Puffs, uh, Reese's uh, Pieces, and um, Stranger Things has Eggo Waffles? Yeah. Well, apparently, there, there's a, uh, a a snack brand called Popsy Cret. Um, <laughs> they, they, sell, they, sell, they sell buttered corn that you microwave, and uh, they sent uh-huh. us this promo <laughs> just to... Um, you know, plug their product and see how it see how it tracks. <laughs> what is it about Popsy Crat? How come that rich buttery aroma seems to correct our birthdays on June seventh? June is the sixth month of the year. Plus, kill your family and hide the evidence. Last night, they There's no such thing as destiny. There are only different choices. Some choices are easy. Some aren't. Those are the really important ones. Stop waiting for the microwave to ding and just murder your family already. <laughs> Was that a quote from the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the really important ones. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for that pop secret. Uh, we will pop, get into pop other... Crap. Pop secret. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so that's with two T's. Yes, I think. And a K. Yes. Pop secret. Yeah. Pop secret. Okay, anyway, test number four, the worst dialogue. Bad dialogue may include something like... He's in there every night. This damn gang selling stupid cocaine. God, it's so hard not to say it along with him. Every yeah. single way. Stupid <laughs> yeah. cocaine. Uh, number... Number five! This is Egg. Your maiden name is Pink. Do you know what pink is? Red white. 92 divided by four. Someday I'm going to write a book and I'll do it to somebody else. Walter. Oh, God. Whoever wrote it knows you very well and only they can give you your answers. You wrote it. (sighs) Isaac knew all along, didn't he? Walter, just let it be. Please. Your top secrets. He may not even be a man. Don't make me do this. Why to do this? 
living. Walter. I think it says why ag, but it sounds like egg. <laughs> why egg? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, my favorite part of that is red and white, 92 divided by four. Um, mm-hmm. w- which is that if you add up the. Like the Sherwin total... Williams watches, I think. Yeah, that's what I was confused yeah. about. Like, which company is it? Are, are they the same? Um, if it is a Sherman Williams, do they have just a regular pink or isn't there 40 different shades? Do they have one in the middle that's pink and it's 92? I guess. And then you divide it by white four. Wait, it's red. It's red divided by white <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, but the, the wife, uh, egg says, just let it be, which is dialogue you would never use unless you're the guilty party, which is why. They put that there because they want us to think in that moment that she's the one who wrote the book, even though Mm -hmm. if you have uh, the IQ of a pepperoni pizza, you know who the author of the book is. So I don't really understand why they're forcing it. Um, And then she says, don't make me do this. Do what? Tell him. What is this? That she apparently knew the whole time. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Because like. It sounds like she knows something. This dialogue is completely incorrect for what ends up playing out. In my opinion, am I am I wrong, Bob? Can you weigh in on this for us? I mean, dialogue is clunky, but I still don't think that the the writer wanted to, us to think that she knew anything before she actually found the book with his name in it. I'm, which I'm, I'm convinced of that. Which wasn't it her son that found the PO box? Yeah, he found the PO box, but she went into the uh, the asylum, I guess, and found the locker with his with his book in it. Huh. Like the original draft. The original. The original draft. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I was so bored at that point. I think I just tuned out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was probably around an hour and twenty three minutes or something. Um, speaking of which, number four yard. It's all twenty three. What are these shoes doing in the trash? <laughs> Did you know you had twenty three pair? Something's <laughs> <laughs> like Zoolander. You're insane. The Hiroshima bomb was dropped at eight fifteen. Eight plus fifteen is twenty-three. Waco, Texas, and the Oklahoma City bombing both happened on April nineteenth. Four plus nineteen is twenty-three. Tropic of Cancer, twenty-three point five degrees north. Capricorn, twenty-three point five degrees south. One zero eight eight six is the number Al Capone wore in his uniform in prison. Ted Bundy was executed on the twenty-third of January. Okay, so I was just like thinking of awful things that happened in history so I could just prove this wrong real quick. And the first thing that I thought of was September 11th, 2001. 9 and 11 is 20, 2, 0, 0, 1 is 3. So 20 and 3 is 23. So it actually actually works for 9 11. 
fuck. Uh, maybe I'm going to go insane now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my point was going to be there are uh, horrible things that happen in history every day of the year, and they don't add up to 23. You can find as many, if not many, many, many more things that didn't happen on a date yeah. that coincides with 23. It's just Fucking the, hate uh... it. It's just... It's combing the power through. of suggestion. Whatever, whatever your subconscious is tuned into looking for, you're going to make the connection because we are logical beings and we cannot accept a lack of logic behind the things we, the things we experience. So it, like, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's we've the marketing been like, thing where it's like if you're thinking of buying a new car, you're going to see more car billboards. If you're thinking about yeah. changing razors, you're going to see more Gillette things like on the TV and hear it on the radio because you're listening for it. If you if you if you get home and think about what lights you hit, you always think that you hit all the red lights because every person is negative because life is depressing and, and we all want to die, you know? Yeah. But you know, what? it really, it really sucks when you're trying to like just show up right on time and not early. And then you get every green light. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to work for an extra four minutes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just sit in the car and disassociate. It's like staring at your steering wheel in your idling uh, car. Yeah. Yeah. This is number three. The book. Take a look at that. Yeah, try not to throw up. Nasty, evil dog. That's what Ned stands for. If I ever see him again, he's going to be Ned with two Ds. Nasty, evil, dead dog. All right, now take a deep breath. Dead Ned. That's what he's going to be. And remember, it's your birthday, okay? I've been thinking about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is it we gonna see your friends on my birthday? Um, probably because you don't have any. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So I'm older, I'm disfigured, and I'm spending an evening in hell. No. I suppose I'm buying that for you, too. Well, actually, I've had a good long time to flip through it. Why don't you give it a try? Have some writer fill my head with nonsense? Yeah. I'll wait for the movie. You don't know what you're missing. And yet, life goes on. Number 23. Novel of Obsession by Topsy Kratz. Mm. I've had a good long time to flip through it, suggesting that she's known this book before. No. I don't know, Bob. I don't know. (laughs) We're building quite a case against you here. Uh (laughs) Against me? Okay, Yeah. you you side with this movie. Go for it. I, th- I think we're building a case against the writers. We, I th- I th- we are. They probably, like, three-quarters of the way through the production had that plot where she was the killer, and then, like, oh, that's not going to work. And then they, like, had a test screening or something, and we're like, all right, let's just forget everything we filmed and just kind of gloss over it. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of glossing over, let's not gloss over nasty, evil, dead dog. Yeah. How bad yeah. was that? Ned with two Ds, nasty, evil, dead dog. Um, Also, he has no friends. That's the joke, right? The joke is that he's been in the insane asylum for most of his life, and it's really funny that he doesn't have any friends as a result. Is that what we're supposed to laugh about now in retrospect? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Woo! (laughs) Okay. Number two. This is God? 23 is (laughs) very good at this particular game. Game? Yeah, paranoia. There's a fair bit of literature on the 23 Enigma. There is. There are 23 axioms to Euclid's geometry. The human body consists of 46 chromosomes, 23 from each parent. Blood 
takes 23 seconds to circulate. The Mayans believe the end of the world would occur December 12, 2012. 20 plus 12 is? 23 reversed. Or 20 plus 1 plus 2. So what is this? What is 23? Is it... God? 2 divided by 3. Point six six six. Six six six. Number the devil. There are only twenty-two chapters in the book of Revelations. We all know how that ends. Why I, I half of those are just complete bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This whole movie is like that. It's just so fucking bad. Uh all right, let's throw it to number one, daddy. You know what? Fuck it. Did Chris freeze? Uh, you guys, shoot. This is Suicide Blonde. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a tip from your neighborhood watch. I know what you're up to. This befriend me crap, it won't work. <laughs> Come any closer and I'll do it. Well, if you don't, it's my birthday today. You end up hanging yourself and be the worst one ever. You're pathetic. I'm serious, I'll do it. Hanging. It's a painful thing. Most people get the noose wrong. End up walking around with a permanent necklace. Agonizing reminder of how fucking pitiful they are. Come on, let's talk. You're still bummed up with one right between your eyes. <laughs> a good shot. Poopy. Is it really your birthday? The suicide blonde tells me she was a good person once. But now, I'm a bad person. <laughs> I don't want to make you bad. <laughs> oh my it does God. that a couple times in the movie. Um, I, where he's just like, he said he was mad. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> just like, Thank you for filling us in. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you obviously heard what's so bad about that, but. Uh, don't give me this befriended me crap. Um, yeah. Don't make a move or I'll jump. He immediately walks forward. I yeah. guess he's calling her bluff, but she does it anyway. So she could have done it right then. And then um, yeah. I just felt like fingerling is supposed to be such a fucking badass. And Jim Carrey just can't do that. <sighs> yeah. He no, just can't. Really, no. I'm sorry. No. I, I yeah. don't know. I. Tell me if you've seen him in some like movie where he's like a a UFC fighter or something, but I've never seen him ever be a, a true. Me, badass. myself, and Irene, his Hank alter ego, mm, was kind okay. of a badass. That's good, which is, Rob. Which is probably worse movie uh, fodder, but I love that movie. That movie is really funny. Yeah, you ever see? Uh, I, I don't know if it's just generational. Bob? No, I've never seen it. You so should. Basically, he plays a mild-mannered police officer who act who actually has like, um, 
what was it? Uh, advanced delusional schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage. Be- yeah, because <laughs> because he has a his wife leaves him, and he has always been walked on. As a police officer, everybody just takes advantage of him, you know. So when his wife leaves yeah. him, then uh, I I think it's when his like neighbor takes his newspaper. I I don't remember when the moment is that he snaps, but yeah. he snaps and then he like goes completely psychotic. And it's he has hilarious. he's it's he's like essentially schizophrenic. Yeah, he's schizophrenic, but he only has two personalities. It's yeah. it's uh him who I, I don't remember his name Charlie. Renee, I think. It's yeah him and Renee Zellweger. Charlie, it's, he's got his Charlie personality where he's yeah. like super friendly and gets walked on, and then he's got Hank where he's like schiz- like a fucking psychopath <laughs> where he does like yeah. crazy shit to people, and it's pretty funny. Um. Anyway, we're gonna throw it to Bob now with test number five, the worst production. Take it away, Bob. Do you, Bob's? Oh my God! When a studio puts out a production this bad, they're dead meat. Oh my God! Oh my God! Worst production this week. I tagged as really bad editing. Yes. So a suspenseful psychological thriller. Which is what I'm gonna say. This is not a horror movie. It is psychological uh, thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it needs good music. It needs excellent writing, and it needs stellar editing. And yeah. the suspense and thrills kind of cease to exist without the melding of those things, like the transitions, yeah. like the, the crossfades, the flash to whites, the jump cuts. All of them were sloppy and amateur. Um, something yeah. I'd expect from like a student film. Or like an mm-hmm. experimental film. So that being said, yeah. if, if this were a student film or something I saw at like a local film festival, I might applaud it as a valiant effort. But a Jim yeah. Carrey and Joel Schumacher movie is unacceptable yeah. and trite. That's 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 the same issue I had, Bob. Like it had big names attached to it. That should know. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Um yeah, I I don't have much to add. I think that that's perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Um good good job, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that that is spot on. Okay, so let's throw it to uh test number 6, the worst acting. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. It's advanced delusionary schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage. <laughs> you were very yeah. close. I thought you I thought you nailed it. You were really yeah. close. I th- I yeah. Yeah, I think you had it actually. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie in so sure. long, but I'm going to watch it this weekend. I think it's so fucking good. It is the fucking good. Acting. Do you even know how to act? How can you act like that? Shut up! It's the worst acting. All right, let's uh, throw it to number... Ooh, number... One! This is Fingerling. Chapter one. You can call me Fingerling. It's not my real name. (laughs) It came from a book I read as a child. Fingerling at the zoo. Paper flap long gone. It had a green hardback cover and mottled texture. It was possibly my very first book. Funny. I can't recall what it was about. The only thing I remember is the name. Fingerling. I wished it was mine. And now it is. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like... 
while Walter was reading this book, he was fingerling himself the entire time. I yes. feel like while he was reading it, he turned into Zoolander. <laughs> I know. Reason. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, be fingerling. Is, is that um, Walter's interpretation of what fingerling sounds like? He's he's going, or is for that, that hard... what fingerling sounds like? He's going for that hard boiled, like private dick, like noir. Yeah, like yeah, but really badly. Yeah. And, and he's failing. Yeah, he's failing yeah. miserably. It's it's so weird. Uh, anyway, let's throw it to number two. This is Woman in Red. Everywhere, dates, times, license plate numbers, pages of books, even elevator floor lights. Soon I found it was in my name. It was in the words I spoke. Nothing, nothing is safe. Pink is my favorite color. Do you know what pink is? Red, 27, white, 65, 65 is 27, 92. Pink has four letters, 92 divided by four. 20 fucking three! I'll be honest, I didn't get it. <laughs> I asked her the only question I could muster. Any more coffee? <laughs> it was important to keep her talking, so I tell her a story. I had this uncle. <laughs> right. Charlie. <laughs> And uh, one day he read in his stars that he was going to fall in love with a woman in red. <laughs> so he went out looking all day long, and he found one. Six months later, they were married. You're lying. Uh, <clears throat> she's upset about finding the number 23 and everything. One of the things that she lists off is pages of books. Yeah. Like no. num like page twenty three and page yeah. one hundred and twenty three <laughs> and page two hundred and twenty three. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, miraculous! The best part to me though is when he says it was important to keep her talking, so I told her a story. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, number three. This. This is what does it mean? She should be dead. She should be dead. Walter, I'm not going to come. Stop. Who are you? The number. What does it mean? You're not helping, okay? Now I want you to take Robin and go home. This man needs a hospital. I'll take care of it. But he knows, Linda. Take Robin and go home. I said, I'll take care of it. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. why does she take care of it? Bob. Because obviously he's unhinged and not thinking straight and the son's a kid and she needs the unhinged man to take care of the child. <laughs> Airtight logic. <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> you are not in any condition to drive. Now, now drive our son home. 
<laughs> I just thought of that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Dad, Dad, it's it's an hour drive home. Why is it taking us four hours? I can't go over 23. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best part, though, is when Jim Carrey, and I'm sorry, Jim Carrey's not a bad actor. He really isn't. But when he's like, don't you die on me. <laughs> it like adds all that like vocal vibrato that you you give yeah. it when you're like trembling and so he's know this guy it's like yeah. don't you die on me man until he's our only seconds, way to get back to normal 30 seconds before that he thought he was like the primary antagonist and now he's just yeah, yeah now exactly. he's sad that he's gone yeah <laughs> yeah all right last one um I'm sad to see these clips go th- this week. I don't know why, but uh, this is number four. Beautiful 23s. Before you kill me? This, this is who you were. This is not who you are. This is not who you are. I'm a killer. I have killed someone. That's what a killer is. <laughs> you think you could do it again? You think you're a killer? Here, and take this. You go ahead and do it. If you're a killer, then kill me. Look around at all the beautiful 23s. You don't want to disappoint them, do you? Do it! Why? <laughs> I love you. No. Don't you say that. <laughs> no, you can't! <laughs> oh, I can't. Is he he's yeah. supposed to be like a long tortured soul at this point? Yeah. When he has forgotten his horrible history, just recently reminded. <clears throat> um yeah. Yeah. why do this happens in movies? It's not at all realistic. Why do people say, you think you're a killer? Go ahead and kill me. And then not only do they ask the question that's like super risky that I would never ask, like, could you kill me? You think you can kill me? Go ahead and pull the trigger. See, if you, can, the weapon. see if you have it in you to shoot me for, for literally no reason. They continue right. in this movie to antagonize him. She is like, you don't want to disappoint your beautiful 23s. Go ahead and kill me. It's like, why do you want like she wants to die? Director at that point. Oh yeah, slash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I never understand that. Uh, but beautiful twenty threes was funny, and then when he's like, "You can't love me," no one can. It was a little wise Yeah, it, it really was. Um, and he's like, "You can't." I can't kill you. Do you even know the meaning of life? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's throw it to Bob again for fact or no fact. Oh, God, this is going to be a good one. Bob's going to give you a... Bob, you haven't thought about... In fact or no fact. All right. All right, this is very similar to last week's. So the fact or no fact uh, segment is me reading out five things, and one of them is a lie. And the game is to see if either of the other co-hosts could find the lie. So last week, it was about uh, Godzilla. Uh, This week, 
the number 23 is like the thing, right? And Ooh. it's connected sometimes very tenuously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with, uh, with with uh, the, the, the characters in the movie, the movie itself, the whatever. Yeah. So these are other instances of the number 23 um, that were connected with the movie. Some of them in the movie, some of them surrounding the movie. And you have to tell me if they were uh, real or a lie. Right. Here we go. The dog in the movie is named Ned. And the letters of Ned, based on the position of the alphabet, add to 23. Okay. Yeah. The when, when Fingerling is standing in front of a storefront while watching Fabrizia and Phoenix, uh, the storefront numbers add to 23. Like the, uh, like the address. Yes. Okay. The film was released in the United States on February twenty third, two thousand seven. Okay. Not that I'm going to add that in. Uh, the PO box that Jim Carrey and his family were mailing the boxes to uh, added up to twenty three. And lastly, Jim Carrey's birthday is 23 days before February 3rd, 2-3. Find the lie. days before February. So his birthday is in January. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so number one, I think he actually adds up the dog's letters at some point in the third act and says that. So I'm going to have to say that's a fact. So I'm just going to make that bold. When Fingerling is standing in front of a storefront, the storefront numbers add to 23. I mean, there were storefront numbers. So I'm going to go out and I, I didn't freeze frame and count them, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if they were s relatively intelligent as filmmakers, they would have done that. The film was released on February 23rd in the U.S., I believe that to be true because, all right, so when Sega came out with the Sega Dreamcast, which like bankrupted the company and made it so we didn't have Sega for like 20 years, they had development issues with the product, but they wanted to get it out on $9,999 so bad that they just like fucking pushed it to the shelves. And then there were a lot of recalls and then they never recovered from that. <laughs> similarly, similarly, the number 23 would have done something stupid and gimmicky like that and also fail miserably. So I, sure. that's the parallel I am seeing. That's, that's what I'm going to believe in my heart. The P.O. box that the boxes were mailed to adds up to 23. I would say, artistically, they'd be stupid not to do that. So I'm going to say Jim Carrey's birthday is the lie. 23 days before February 3rd, which is also 2-3. Th everything else I could see being done for a logical reason <clears throat> I don't know Jim Carrey's birthday. That's the that's the um I don't either. That's the needle in the haystack. I'm gonna say number five is the lie. Number five. If I take number three, then it's gonna be number two because five minus three is two, and five minus two is three. Fuck! Damn, he's good. And <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, so dog named Ned adds adds to twenty-three. Um, that's just true. I just did the math while Rob was talking. Um, the storefront number adds to 23. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So 
That one I'm interested in. I think that might be the lie. Uh, number three, U.S. release of February 23rd. I know that because I, I have to look this movie up on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, IMDb. I don't look up trivia facts or anything like that because I don't want Bob to call me out for cheating again. <laughs> even though I never once cheated. Uh, number four, uh, the P.O. Box being 23. I think that's true. Uh, like Rob said, I think they would be dumb not to do that. If they're going to give us a number, it better add up to 23. Uh, I'll, I'll explain more on the storefront. And then Jim Carrey um, having a birthday 23 days before February 3rd was the other candidate that I thought was possibly the lie. Uh, but yeah. Rob took it already, so I think we have a great chance for a good team win here, Rob. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I'm going to go with number two. The storefront number adds to 23, and here's why. Uh, okay. The storefront that he's looking in, there is a set of knives, and I think the numbers, I think that, I think that, uh, this is crazy, but I think that the cost of the knives was $32.19. And I make oh. fun of it in my catch all. Uh, 32 reversed is 23, and they already established 32 reversed so that they can make more stupid connections. But that doesn't yeah. explain the 19, so I'm going to go into it in greater depth in the catch-all. But also having some more information on the storefront. I don't remember seeing an address on the storefront. I think Bob just chose that that part because of the steak knife uh, scenario. So I think that he was like, you know what? The storefront number was going to be my catch-all. I'll just make it a fact, uh, and that'll be my lie. So that I'm calling you out, Bob. Let's see if I'm right. If not, good team win. Go ahead, Bob. Boy, Chris is giving me as much credit as he just gave the movie. <laughs> Shit. I, 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 hope I hope you live up. I hope you live up to it, Bob. And we Chris have is right because into the he, depths of Chris's psychosis as well. He, he <laughs> did do the math that I did not do, which was to make sure that Ned added up to twenty three, which it does. And yes, that's a fact. Uh, Ned yes. does add up to twenty three. <laughs> Uh, easy the P.O. box that Jim Carrey and his family mail the boxes to is 977, which adds up to 23. Right. Chris, as you know, uh, it was released on February 23rd. One of us is right. And yes, the storefront numbers uh, they stood in front of were 23. I'm sorry, it was 12 and 11, which added okay. to 23. So All right. Jim Carrey's birthday. Th th there was Sick. some kind of weird fact. In, in the thing that Jim Carrey's birthday is six days before the 23rd of something. I'm like, how is that anything? Six days. Like, what, <laughs> who cares? Like, yeah. how is that important? So I'm like, I'll yeah. make it sound more important. And okay. you guys found that. So good job. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good job, team. Team, team win. win. Sick. All right. <sighs> Great yeah. job to us. Uh, let's throw it to the schedule. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> It appears that we've caught everything. Oh my god! It's all over. Oh my god! It's all over. Oh my god! I'm just right. showing you how to catalog that. Rob, you got it right with that check mark right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team win. All right, uh, I'll start to catch all because Lord knows I'm going to have three more than you guys because I'm insane. Uh, Not 23 more? I. <laughs> Probably. I was just about to go there, but you, you beat me to it. Um, all right. I'll start with a novel fate is not a good bookstore name. Yeah. That was the name of the store that they got it in. Um, yeah. I mean, how many times in a book or, or in the literary world do you hear someone say, oh, what a novel fate? Yeah. Uh, occasionally. 
on very rare occasions have you heard someone say that's a novel thing like that's a that's a death that i didn't see coming is like the name of the bookstore well jim carrey doesn't die in the end so it's it's not it there's just no good connection here yeah I'm, i'm gonna go more general uh he's a dog catcher who owns a home and yes. has a pretty wife and a son who seems to respect him. I ain't buying it. <laughs> it it's straight up HGTV. I'm a dog catcher and she bakes muffins. Our our budget is three million. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think he's off the books. I think that they're hiring him illegally to dog catch. I think he, he gets paid yeah. by the state because of his mental uh disability oh, like he's got like a stipend or he's got a double income yeah. coming in yeah yeah that's fair which is okay. why the woman behind the desk thinks that she can take advantage of him because he's undocumented mm-hmm. so to speak yeah <laughs> <laughs> undocumented dog catchers one second i gotta write it um... <laughs> okay cool all right um i'm gonna go general as well just two years prior, Jim Carrey starred in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> uh, are, is this to say what a sharp decline? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Because yeah. that's a phenomenal movie. It's a cool it, movie. I only saw it the once and I don't want to watch it again. I'm just great. not into feeling really weird. Yeah, that's, that's the totally. thing. It's like, yeah, it's one of those movies that it sticks with you for a while after you watch it because it's like, okay. There, there's lots of emotions to unpack, and they they did it beautifully. It's like uh, Requiem for a Dream. I saw it the once. Oh, I don't need yeah. to see oh. it again. It made That's an impact on me. I get it. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. And Crash, which had an impact on me, and that is, it was a shit movie, and I don't want to watch it again. Um, yeah, which one? Uh, Crash with Don Cheadle and Matt Dillon and Sandra Bullock. Oh, that movie sucks. I'm putting that. I'm putting that in the next week. Yeah, that movie yeah. sucks. Um, yeah. But everybody, when it came out, everybody was like, "Oh my god, what a masterpiece!" Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, "Why masterpiece?" Mm-hmm. As in, like masterpiece barbecue chips by Lay's, because those are like, all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, his 15 year old son gave him a Father of the Year mug. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, when was the last time you got one of those from the school library? On on buy your dad a gift for Father's Day day. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't have those anymore. But yeah, I, they would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, here here's a, a fact or no fact thing that I didn't put in the in the quiz. So an associate producer, uh, her name was Alyssa Ferguson, first read the screenplay, and in like o two, and was like. Is the best script I've ever seen, and <laughs> okay. and the the guy that wrote the screenplay and her worked together trying to like bring this to the theaters. They spent so much time together; they actually developed a romantic relationship, and they got married three wow. years later. And two three years, years before the film actually came out. Yes, have they been married for twenty three years now? Um, wait, wait. No. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, so I'm gonna leave with one of my biggest problems with this movie, guys. If you if you found a book that you became obsessed with, 
that you felt was mirroring your own life in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Would it take you like a week and a half to read it, or would you just plow through it in one sitting? <laughs> it's like a 90-page book. Yeah, it's like a novella. <laughs> yeah. You, you you took one of my fact one of my catch-alls. I totally agree with you. There was a uh, a book, and I, I mentioned uh, in the What We're Watching segment, I think our first, that I, I was reading uh, the second in a series. I, I, I've actually slowed on uh, the, uh, the Trouble with Peace, which is the second in uh, the trilogy I'm in right now. The A Little Hatred um, I rented and... Uh, well, rented. I took it out of the library, and I ended up really loving it when I finally gave it, um, you know, my attention late in the amount of time that I had left before I had to get it back to the library before I was spending yeah. 10 cents a day. Uh, so I, like, it was like a 400 page book and I did it in like a week, you know, yeah. just because I was reading it for, you know, an hour a day for a week, yeah. two hours a day for a week. It, and that, you know, was four times as long as this book. Yeah. So there's, there's not a chance that Jim Carrey's character wouldn't have been through that in a day. No. If he was the that obsessed hours. with it. Yeah. He'd be hours. Yeah. He'd be done yeah. the first day if he was that Plus, into it. I mean, the guy has one child who's a teenager who wears sport coats to school, if you didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, I don't think he's got a lot of like, like time outside of his dog catching hours. I think he'd be fine finishing the book in a couple hours. And when we yeah. met him, uh, in the beginning, when he's like in his dog catching van, he's bored oh, out yeah. of his fucking mind. Exactly. Waiting for a call. And he gets a call at 4.59 when he's supposed to be done at 5. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah, good point. Uh, whose turn is it? Mine? Yep. Yeah. You chose blood red walls when you have a formally insane husband? <laughs> <laughs> Bob's going to disagree. That's operating that, under the fact that she doesn't know he was formerly uh-huh. insane, even though all signs point to the fact that she totally fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I give the floor to you then, Bob. All right. What's funnier, top secrets or fingerling? <laughs> I well, think like... uh, I think from from my immediate uh, reaction standpoint, it's fingerling. But really, the it, the top secrets being not top secretly at all, like being so obvious. I, I don't know. Like, there's a there's a second layer to the funniness to me. Yeah, yeah. I, it, one's a pun and one's a potato. So I don't really. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. I, I'm not going to think critically about that one at all. Man, well said, Rob. Right, um, there is literally no significance to the saxophone whatsoever. <laughs> At any given moment, <laughs> he's just sitting we there. Have, like the same catch-all, by the way. <laughs> but what, what's that? What's that song? Um, it's a sax lead. It's not. I'm not not careless whisper. But it's like do do Every every heightened scene in that movie, I I had that playing in my head while I was watching it, and it added. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that song. I can't think of the name. I can't. I feel like the saxophone in that song stands alone from the rest of the song, though. Like I feel like the the rest of the song is like a soft rock song, and then it's just like Bill Clinton in the background, and they just like fucking wailing on on that sax. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know which song you're talking about, but I can't. I can't hear the chorus. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jim Carrey's fingerling character, when with Fabricia, says uh, he's talking about her proclivities uh, to steal a word from Cyrus the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, "Death and six, what a turn on." <laughs> and I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that summarizes the movie for me. It's like anyone who thinks that. Uh, like the subheading of death and sex being the like the pulsing heart of this movie, and that's what makes yeah. it sexy and dark and edgy and interesting, provocative, uh, provocative. Yeah, um, is childish of mind, and uh, that's mm-hmm. the kind of audience that this movie appeals to. And yeah. even those who, um, I, I think are childish adults are probably still too mature for this movie. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure if this was intentional or just lack of casting, but the psychologist, the dog catching psychologist, yeah. she was at the Christmas party when when he was being backed up against the oh. wall by the girl. Um, she should never like, be there. Well, it was the dog catching place people, right? Yeah, but I, you can't go, you can't party with your clients. You're, you don't bring HR to your fucking office party because it's going to be a bunch of HR violations. They don't want the paperwork. But she was she was there, and I think I think it was meant to be. It, I noticed, so I feel like it was meant to be noticed. Huh. Like she no noticed him saying, "I wouldn't do you if you were the last bitch on the earth," or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, which was so which was uncalled for. Yeah, that's almost most offensive. Yeah, honestly, it really wasn't called for. Um, I, when a woman says it to a man in the movie, you expect that because, like, I, 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 me being like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm being sexist. I don't know which uh, gender I'm being sexist towards, but a woman needs to be a little bit more forceful because a man's going to be like more aggressive. This, this is in my in my history. Uh, I, you know, I have been around enough men who are hound dogs. To know that if you yeah. don't make it very clear to men, they're not going to leave you alone. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Rob, is this yours? Yeah. Um, at the PO box, um, the guy who slits his own throat, um, who they thought was top secrets. Yeah. He clearly wanted to convey information to Agatha upon yes. being discovered. So, why did he slit his throat first? <laughs> Why do you slit this toward at all? Like, I, I have no idea. It. No, like, there, there is no reason. Wait, 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 wait. I got to tell you one really, really, really important <laughs> thing now that I'm just gurgling blood out of my throat hole. <laughs> and an inch away That's from death. Point. That's a good point, Rob. Uh, the cash register had 2305 on it. So 2 plus 5 plus 0 plus 2 uh, e- equals 10. And then 23 plus 0 plus 5 equals 28. Two plus three equals five. Five minus two is twenty-three. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. The uh uh when when the psychologist asked him what color the wall was, he said red, blood red, blood red. But it was a transition. Like yeah. they said that after they transitioned to him facing the wall. So I couldn't tell if he was saying it again, and that it was just a sloppy transition. It was all back to my bad editing. Yeah, I wanted, okay. I wanted to point that out specifically. Um, speaking of continuity, Bob, when um, when he has his final encounter with Ned, 
nowhere near his dog catching truck he's been off work for a few days he's suddenly just like running full tilt down the street with his tranquilizer gun <laughs> like where the fuck did he get the gun from was he he wasn't he, they did there was no foreshadowing he wasn't carrying it with him like oh, i'll bring this just in case he, he just suddenly has it and materializes <laughs> out of nowhere so just wanted to point that out real quickly there <clears throat> 23 is good at paranoia yeah that's that's the question i'll leave it open and just go ahead bob um, there was one point when he thought Agatha was killed, and he and he was like, "It's nightmares, nightmares, nightmare." You never think you're in a nightmare when you're in a nightmare, like you yeah. just don't. No, I never. You can. never do. No. Never ever. Yeah, you just wake up and go, ah! and then you just like shake it off and go back to sleep. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you eat a hot um, dog first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think this has to do with uh, the rate. It's a PG 13 film, right? It wasn't rated R. Was it PG 13? I don't think it was. I didn't see a single uh, tit in my scope. That That's my point. It's, there was <laughs> no, lots there was. of weird booby grabbing and like fully clothed sex. Yeah. Like going at it like in the woods or like in the park. Like you're, you're telling me that they, he was wearing his jeans buttoned around his waist with his ding dong just like out of the zipper and they are grinding that passionately without blood being fucking everywhere. <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't believe it. <laughs> felt like it was phoned in. That Maybe there shred... was no woman. He was just like fucking yeah. the worms. That would shred you up, dude. Against the zipper teeth, like oh yeah, like that. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> made me made me squirm. <laughs> Anywho, that's all. That that's that was my point. I wanted to make makes the worm squirm. You know what I mean? Makes the worm squirm. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, the knives cost, and I said I would come back to this, but the knives cost thirty two nineteen. What kind of price is that? Number one, thirty two plus nineteen is fifty one. Thirty two is twenty three reverse, but then you still have nineteen. So three plus two plus one plus nine is fourteen, and three plus two plus nineteen is twenty four. So it just doesn't even work. Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> Speaking of zippers, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently Jim Carrey's behavior during filming was bizarre and upsetting to others. He's a method actor. Um, so apparently, yeah. at one point, he unzipped his fly and urinated as part of some improvisation, and everyone was horrified. Yeah. Huh. But I, I st I'm, I'm not sure what part of the film that was. I'm not sure if that was like during rehearsal, whatever. But yeah. that was probably was he probably when he was in the AR. hotel room. Probably when yeah. he was in the hotel room, he just like pissed in the on the set on the wall or yeah. something, and thought they might keep it. Speaking of the hotel room, uh, when I first moved down to Nashville from Connecticut, my first job was at a Marriott. You cannot pay for a room with cash. You just can't. Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to. It's a whole it's a whole child trafficking thing. That's the first tell. If you are buying a room cash, it means you don't want a paper trail, which means you're probably flying to Epstein's Island at some point uh, or passing <laughs> through Atlanta. Um, you, you you just don't do it. it. Took me out of the movie. That's totally fair. Uh, the clock turns to eleven twelve when he rolls over, but it was eleven eleven before that. Yeah. So. Like when he rolls over, it's eleven eleven. Yeah, 
Why would the like the clock decided to turn to eleven twelve so that because he would have eleven another... plus twelve is twenty three. <laughs> yeah, but eleven plus eleven is twenty two, and that's what he originally saw when he rolled over. <laughs> yeah, well, because maybe because you're blurry when so you I... wake up, and then you rub your eyes, and like you need a second, and then it's like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> like he saw it turn, <laughs> so he knew it was eleven yeah. eleven. So he had to at least split the shock half between twenty two and twenty three, which deludes the twenty three in my mind. Yeah, this one does, anyway. But, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got a trope: candles burning in an empty building. Trope. Nice. Yes. That's a nice trope. She, she goes into the psychologist's like asylum. Yeah, and it's it's abandoned, but there's candles burning. Yeah, somebody was just there. Was, even if he was just there before the PO box, that was hours later. Those candles would be done for yeah. sure. Maybe it was yeah. just like someone there to do a seance because it was a creepy building. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of mall goths. Or 23 yeah. seances. Yeah. Um it, it back on the back in the motel hotel. Um, if you are a proprietor of a place where people pay money, stay the night, and there is a murder, murder suicide, or a suicide in the room after somebody clearly went psychotic and scribbled all over the walls. Yeah, Would, wouldn't you put a fresh coat of paint over that instead of just like sl- slap some wallpaper over it? <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing I think you sinister would. happened here. Let's just, yeah, let's go blood red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the cops didn't find fingerling in the closet at the murder scene. <laughs> right. Just saying in the in the book Sorry, uh, when he murders. <laughs> Uh, when he murders, uh, his Fabrizio or whatever, he hides in the closet and then the therapist comes in and holds the knife and stuff. The cops would search every square inch of the room. He's just in the closet and he's not found. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm way further than Chris is in the movie as usual. (laughs) Not typical. Near the end when... Jim Carrey is in prison. Wouldn't the wife just move on with the professor guy? Her like her friend? There's no question. <laughs> yeah. Like they were close in the first place. I th- the, the therapist was definitely trying. Yeah. He was like the Phil Hartman in um Jingle All the Way to <laughs> to Jim yes, Carrey and exactly. yes, yeah. he was. Eating her cookies. Yeah. And then you asked me how to polish your back porch. And I said, all you need is a little turpentine. And maybe we can get a couple of turkey sandwiches while we're at it. <laughs> that was the moment I knew. Anyway. Um, okay. So if we follow Bob's logic that she didn't know any of this going yeah. out of time. Call him out. Yeah. She is still com- she's complicit with going. Like, oh, let's just forget about it and live our lives like nothing happened. If we go with Chris and my logic, she's known that another innocent man has been rotting in jail for fifteen years <laughs> or thirteen years, and she's also complicit. She is either way because she moves the the skeleton. Yeah, she's okay with the the innocent An man. Innocent dude, in just like who did nothing wrong, never being able to see his family again. Like he told a heartbreaking story. Like my dad. Couldn't look me in the eye. My mother, 
like my, yeah my, my sister killed herself broke down into yeah like she's okay with that no matter either way either way whether we're t- with our logic or bob's logic she's a horrible fucking person she is yeah absolutely yeah um okay every 23rd word on every 23rd page but he has one page with multiple words circled so is does that mean that i i just didn't understand i i counted and it was every 23 words on the page so that means every 23 pages it's every 23 words how did he think of that because he wrote the book so like it just came back to him that he left a secret message for himself to find when he becomes psychotic again you know what i mean real quickly chris too um let's i'm being very very liberal here let's assume the book is only 120 pages right yeah so you're saying every 23rd word on any 23 that's 5.21 words (laughs) <laughs> what message could well, he have told himself right yeah well that's the thing is that like on yeah each page has a fuck ton of words then uh it it says anyway to continue visit casanova's park dig beneath the steps to heaven i warn you hell is waiting sparrow man <laughs> mm-hmm. says he yeah. to himself what about the other pages because we yeah. do get one page where every 23 words, that's the message, which means that there's a fuck ton of words on that one page. Oh, that's true. But what about the other pages? Like, one's a recipe for the perfect meatloaf? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a recipe for fingerlings. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead, Bob. That's my last one. I just, I don't like the fact that there's, like, justice. It's boring. Yeah. I don't like yeah. clear and definitive endings to psychological thrillers. Yeah. No, though they tried to make it ambiguous, they didn't. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, this will be my last one, too. Um, based on the pacing and the subject matter, this, if, if they wrote this as like a black comedy, yeah, this movie would have fucking ruled. Yeah, sure. I think it'd be it'd just be funny, like the numerology aspect and just like Jim Carrey being a little more in his element. I, I know he has dramatic chops, but like this would have been a really funny, just like dark comedy. And they, I think they yeah. missed an opportunity there. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's one of those opportunities. Walter is the suicide blonde. Yes. Because later we see him jump out of the building and land just like he did yeah. as the suicide blonde. In the book yep, he read right. uh, or wrote, Fingling. So he rewrote himself as a character, the sexy blonde who's hot, who commits suicide. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Uh, Bob, so you're out? Yeah, yeah I'm out too. This, this, all right, fine. my <laughs> last one, my last one. I skipped a few. Yeah. Uh, the bus had all day to stop. The bus yeah. at the end is like Austin Powers when the the like the steamrollers coming at him. He's like, ah, no, no, and he's just screaming like for four minutes. That yeah. bus had all day to get around him or stop. Oh, all right, that's what I have. Aust- say what you want about the Austin Powers franchise, but that scene's fucking like that. That the, scene is that, so funny. That establishing shot where like it shows like you think he's in the imminent danger, and like, the steamrollers just barely around. They kind of stole it though. From- 
yeah. from uh, official. Uh, yeah. A little bit. I don't know if, if yeah. you've seen that movie, which is fucking great. I love that. that Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, John yes. Cleese and yeah. Kevin Klein. Yeah. And then another guy from uh, Monty Python. I never remember his name. Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Thank you. That is his yeah. name. All right, let's throw it to what we're watching. Sure. I got a letter for you. A letter? Yeah, it's a letter that talks about all the things we're watching now. Give me the letter. Just give me. Give me the damn letter now. Give me the letter. Give me the letter now. Give me the letter. Now. Give me the letter. Now. Give me the letter. Now. Father. Want to go in the same order? You, you, uh, Chris, Chris, Bob, Rob. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I have two. I'm just gonna spit them out quick. G, uh, if you haven't seen JCS Criminal Psychology on YouTube, definitely oh, check gosh. it out if you're into it. Yeah, dude, that this guy is fucking great. Uh, he breaks down police uh, interrogation video, and he is a former detective himself. You can just tell by the way he breaks it down. You can tell he knows yeah. what he's talking about. It's super interesting. If you haven't seen it, check that out. Did I talk about the founder already? The McDonald's With movie. Michael Keaton? No, yeah. but um, I've been meaning to watch that. So okay, go on. It's a Netflix movie. Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc, uh, who is not the founder of McDonald's, but is the founder of McDonald's. The McDonald's brothers started a McDonald's hamburger shack somewhere in like fucking Indiana, and Ray Kroc finds out about it. He goes down there, and then he becomes a third partner because he's like, "I can expand you guys. Like, I let me. I I'm hungry. Let me let me like." work for you and then he ends up like taking over the entire business and blowing up mcdonald's to something that they don't even want it it becomes a fucking you know something that violates yeah. all the principles they meant to set forth in the first place and michael keaton does a great job playing ray Kroc. that movie is actually really fucking good so check it out it's a uh, netflix original i think he's really good at playing likable scumbags he's a very likable scumbag yeah. You almost root for him, even though he's doing ter- terrible things to good business yeah. people. Yep. All right, I'm going to go with, uh, because Chris mentioned two things and one very quickly, I'm going to do the same thing. Adult Swim, a series from about eight years ago, Black Jesus. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. It's so, so fucking good. Okay. But anyway, in terms of movies... I'm trying to catch up on Oscar buzz worthy movies. And there's a movie yeah. called uh, the holdovers with uh, Paul Giamatti. And okay. Yeah. I saw the uh, preview for that. It's, it's very safe. It's very uh, likable. Uh, I liked it. It was good. It was a good movie. It was a, a, a safe movie in terms of like family friendliness. It had some language, okay. a little bit of suggestive nature. But for the most part, like your wives would love it. Let's just say that. Like, it's nice. just like, okay. Why is Paul Giamatti best... like showing off his abs? No, but <laughs> best picture, no. Best actor, no. Best supporting actor, actress, no. But it's still good. And if it wins it's any of those fun. things, I have no faith in the Academy. <laughs> Fair. I feel like we should do a live stream for the Academy oh, Awards. God. That'd be fun. When At least it, for the major like, categories. Was it like mid middle of the month? I don't even know. All right. Um, let's down. look it up and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk through it. We'll see what happens. It's fun. Yeah. We'll just yeah. bullshit. And then when the important like decisions are coming up, we'll shut up. And we'll watch. Okay. Because Steven Seagal wants to get to the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, 
I've shared this with you guys before. Um, the singer of Electric Six, Dick Valentine, yes. which is the alter ego of a man named Tyler Spencer. Okay. Um, between Electric Six and like the dozens of solo albums he puts out every year, he yeah. writes erotic detective thrillers that are really yes. funny. Um, I've purchased all of the audiobooks, which are read by him. It's I'm revisiting it because I we watched number twenty three and he's got like the whole, he had like the whole private dick thing with Max where Brian. he measures his penis. He can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, he, he he compulsively measures <laughs> his penis and like he he has like a private detective practice. But I have seven of the audiobooks. books. Um, I just finished the first one, which is Chinatown Reach Around. Up next on the docket is Fairfax Facial, Glendale Glory wow. Hole, Sin City sixty nine, Made of Valmuff Dive. The Velvet Waterfall and the the final one that he has, even though he's I, he's reported to have been working on more Durango Dirty Sanchez. So wow! I've been oh I've been working God. through these. They're they're they are they are pulp noir novellas, but they're erotic and they're fucking weird <laughs> and they're really funny and they're read in his voice, which makes it even funnier. Just like yeah, I I I knew then and there I'd never have the urge to measure my dick again. <laughs> then everything faded <laughs> to black. So that's what I've been consumed with. Um since i since number 23 came on the docket so that's really all i've been watching i haven't watched anything else aside from like the usual mountain monsters and uh of course um the simpsons reruns so but who's not watching mountain monsters that's that's so fucking good dude (laughs) Uh, all right uh so let's throw it to bad credit names sure where'd they go bad names there we go jeff this is my friend john well jeff heard a lot of good things about you where'd you find this son of a bitch He's a friend of mine from school. A friend? Jeff, Don. A Jeff, a Jeff. Don. Jeff, how can you a act Jeff, like a that? Jeff. Jeff. Shut up! Jeff, Don. A Jeff, Don. Bad credit names. All right, I only have two. It was, there okay. was no, there were no credits. Walter right. Sue Who. Yeah. Which reminded me of Lindy, uh, Lindy, uh, what is it? Uh, Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Um, And it happened to be Walter, which is the main character name anyway uh and then karamu kush karamu kush that's it that's all i've got let's throw it to the offensive minigame (laughs) if you can say my mother was korean and also my father was black american you may be part of our offensive minigame right padding perfumed puppies or counting kicks as in cheese Puppies. Puppies. Okay. Sneaking subtle Drusilla sniffs or sneaking skeletons? Skeletons. <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> I guess they're both forms of impropriety, but I'd say grave robbing is a little higher on the list. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Burn the book, bitch, or regret- regrettable recast money grab? Um money grab yeah money grab okay so christmas story 2 wins the offensive minigame let's throw it to the movie comparisons to see what else it beats the number two oh my god it's time to compare the movies something we haven't done since oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah okay christmas story 2 and the number 23 
Negative 70.4 and the worst against a negative 56.4 and the worst. The number 23 really tried, but it fails anyway. Bob, you had a, a miraculous five-star uh, pitch, but you are defeated by Rob's number 23 star pitch. And so the number 23 takes this one. Uh, offensive, we just established petting puppies and regrettable recast. Worse than whatever you can muster as sneaking skeletons with... Uh, uh, the number 23. So yeah. it's two to one headed to dialogue. What do you think was worse? Dialogue Oops, of Christmas story. story two. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Face palm slapstick or really bad editing. Slapstick. I'm going with, that. Go I'm going with editing. Want to break the tie, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go slapstick acting. What do you think? 23. I'm on Christmas story as well. All right. Uh, uh, that is a. Uh, we, those, those flashbacks to the story acting were so bad in 23. I agree. Daniel I agree. Stern. <laughs> no further comments. Ralphie. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to skip the Damaris because I have to piss so bad and it doesn't matter yeah. anyway. So a five to one victory, uh, Christmas story two. That is the worst of the season still. Number yeah. twenty three was really bad, but if you add up Christmas story and you add the number two, you get one really horrible movie, worse than the number twenty three. Next week, I'm going to do a live look in because we just threw the, a quick poll earlier. We're going to see. Take a quickie, quickie. Uh, your choice was winning by a fucking landslide, Chris. Oh, was I it? What it's called though, because it sounds really. Strange. I don't even remember. I just did it like two hours ago. Let me look. Uh, I think it was Cutthroat uh, Cutthroat Island? Cutthroat Island. Yeah, something like that. Never heard of it, but it looked really awful. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we're doing Cutthroat Island. By a landslide, right? Gina Davis. Like 60%. Yeah. yeah, 10 oh, votes to The Devil Inside, of the, uh, 7 votes to Dave's of Thunder. Apparently, a lot of Cruise fans out there only had a couple. Yeah. Uh, we just threw this up a couple hours ago. So the, the fact that we got 20 votes is actually kind of impressive for a couple of hours. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, we are doing Cutthroat Island. Uh-huh. Cool. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening for watching. watching. I know, seriously. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's uh really, really, really awful and a giant blockbuster fail. They they spent like 130 million on it, and made like okay 30 million in the box office, so they lost like 100 million dollars on it or something. Oh, wow. Something like that. Cool. Ouch. Anyway, uh, it's Gina Davis lead, and I hate the way she looks, so I'm definitely going to make fun of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Rob, why don't you plug us, and Bob, give us the last word when he's yeah. done. Love uh, you guys. W- Thanks w- for listening. W- yeah. You can hear us at www.theworstmovieevermade.com. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on all the podcast apps. If you just search the name, The Worst Movie Ever Made. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, where we post the video version of the episode every Sunday following the audio episode. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. And you can email us. On the social medias, we have polls like we just talked about. And uh, Bob uploads a trailer that is um, representative of the silliness we are going to get in every week uh, ahead of the episode. www.theworstmovieevermade.com Slap your grandma. Bob? (laughs) Jack Rabbit slapped the bear. I can't help but think of saxophone. Saxophone. All right. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Throw it to that sweet, sweet day. 
Hooray. Bye, Jelly School. Bye, Jelly School.